Hello, I'm Mark Weaver, president of Mark Weaver & Associates Interior Design. I'd like to invite you to our Instagram Live series called Designers at Home. It's every other Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. It's a casual, informative, and exclusive discussion with renowned architects, interior designers, and artists from around the world. This half-hour podcast program is a recording of the live talk addressing all things design and architecture related, along with personal anecdotes and inspiration. Guests have included Emmy-nominated set decorator Peter Gursky, one of America's leading sculptors, Sabin Howard, renowned architect and artist Leo Marmel, and art advisor extraordinaire Barbara Guggenheim. We look forward to you joining us. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Designers at Home. My name is Daryl Wilson, and I am going to be hosting this week's uh, Designers at Home. And we're very fortunate today to be joined by Brian Pinkett of Landry Design Group. And I'm just really excited to chat with him, talk about the culture of the firm, the work they do. We also have a little bit of an overlap because we're both in the same, had influences of the same architect at one point. Um, another note, we will be taking a hiatus uh, for the summer uh, and I'm hoping you'll be back with us in the fall. So just waiting for Brian to join us and we'll be good. Uh, hey. There we are. <laughs> It took me a while, uh, but... Oh, no worries, no worries. How are you, Brian? I'm fantastic, I'm fantastic. Yes. Thanks for having yes. me. Great to have you here. So, Brian, um, I know that you're traveling right now, and so where where are you? So, um, I'm actually in Bulgaria, um, halfway around the world, it seems, uh, in this beautiful town, ancient town, it's called Pravlov. And um, I probably didn't pronounce it correctly, but it's um, an ancient city that was created about eight centuries before Christ. Uh, I think they're called the Tahitians came here from India and the first civilizations in Europe were right here in this region. And the town that I'm in is actually a very, um, art-centric uh, location. A lot of artists are here. And um, in 2019, it was the Cultural Center of Europe. It was, it was awarded the Cultural Center of Europe. So if anyone hasn't heard of it or been here, you've got to come check this place out. Um, I spent a lot of time in Rome, studied in Rome, and the streets in Rome, they look modern compared to the streets here. Wow. The stones are huge uh, chunks of stones. Driving on it is like you need a four-wheel drive car. <laughs> and the streets are so narrow, uh, you know, you have to stop and wait for people to walk up the street before you can drive your car down. It's, it's incredible. Wow, that sounds fascinating. That's fascinating. Yeah. So I'd love to jump into Landry Design Group. So just a little bit of history. Um, where you previously, we were both had influences 
from the same architect at one point. So yeah, so I had him as my thesis advisor and you worked for him. So tell me about your journey from the East Coast to the West Coast. Absolutely. So um, uh, I didn't go to Princeton, but I ended up there before I uh, came to California. I actually went to Cornell and from Cornell, I worked in New York City um, for a design firm there, did a competition there. And then uh, Michael Graves, he called me up and said, hey, come join our firm. I joined their New York office for a little while. And then uh, he asked me to come to Princeton. So I, I ended up moving down to Princeton and Michael Graves was my boss. Um, and for those people who know Michael Graves as the postmodern uh, architect, um, he was an amazing person. He was probably, I, I used to say he's the best boss ever until Landry Design Group. Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but I thought uh, you were the best ex boss ever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, uh, so yes, yeah, so I lived in Princeton for a while and then it was time to move on and, and I decided I was going to come to LA and came out for a visit, met Richard Landry, the founding partner. Um, there were about five people at the firm and uh, he was trying to build the firm, build the reputation and uh, basically made a deal and said, listen, if I'm going overseas, if I come back with a project, um, I'll give you a call. And, uh, and he got the project and he called me and, and then say la vie. So then I came out and it's been a great, great journey. Um, I believe when I came, there were five people there and now we have 55 people. We've grown the firm over these almost 30 years. Next year, I'll be there 30 years. Wow. That's impressive. So, and then tell me a little bit about the culture of the firm, because I know you guys make an effort to make it a wonderful place to work. Absolutely. So um, you also know from being on the East Coast, how cutthroat it could be. And in architecture, because um, I know you studied architecture, architecture is very cutthroat. So um, one thing that I noticed uh, at Michael Graves is although Michael was an amazing person, there were still little undertones of college in their culture. And uh, it was important to create a place here that we'd want to work. And that's the, that's the phrase that we use all the time, especially when we hire people and we're talking to our colleagues is this a place that we'd want to work? Are these the people that are working for us being treated the way that we'd want to be treated? Because that's so important. Because our employees, let's face it, they're our you know, most important asset in order to create a firm, especially of the caliber that we want to be at. And so the culture of the firm is created by the people always. And we remind them of that and say, listen, if you want to be in a, a place where uh, things get spoken behind your back, then speak behind people's back. If that's not the kind of place you want to be, then let's not do it. So we don't have cooler talk and we don't have situations. Now, things do come up and we try to deal with everything right away, above the table, uh, above board, keep it clear, keep it, you know, the lines of communication have to be there in order for it to work. And we're not about throwing each other under the bus. We're about helping each other and growing together. So that's kind of like the base of the culture that we have. And, um, and we've created an environment where they're the ones driving the bus. Okay. So um, many, many years ago, we created um, 
committees. And we created a committee with computer committee, a presentation committee, a details committee. Um, we've added on, um, uh, what do we call it? Design lab, which is another committee, the Instagram, you know, media committee, um, make it beautiful committee. So we have fun with it. Yeah. And uh, we're getting ready to start another one called AI committee. So we can like really start to dive into this whole new world, this whole new universe. Yes. But the, the, the beauty of it is that they're created by the staff and they're run by the staff. So they're the ones telling each other what we should do as an office in order to create the level of, of, of detail, quality, design, you know they're doing they're making those decisions and they're they're involved so that helps a lot with that sounds like a really good place to work yeah yeah it is. yeah it's definitely the best place to work <laughs> and and how does that how does that work with your clients because your clients are all over the world they have yeah. i won't say endless budgets but they have you you get to do some pretty special work <laughs> we're very fortunate and um as far as budgets go everyone has a budget okay? the billionaires have a budget the billionaires have a budget they have a certain amount they want to spend on this particular project this in particular investment and we do a really good job at respecting their that whatever that budget is um if they don't have a budget which is very rare or we don't know what the budget is uh because some cultures they don't share those kind of things right we always you know push it to the limit we want to give them the very best design, uh, service, quality, it's possible. Um, and then let them tell us, hey, we gotta, we gotta bring it back a little bit if we need to, yeah. And in terms of the culture of the office, um, it's very collaborative, right? We work in teams. So everyone gets to be a part of the, all the different aspects of the development of a project. Depending on what level they are, it will be depending on how involved they would get with it. Yeah. Uh, but they can see here, ask tons of questions. We want them to, you know, be as informed as possible so that they can do their job, you know, at the highest level. Oh, that's fantastic. So tell, I want to talk a little bit about your design aesthetic, because if we look at the portfolio of, of, of Landry Design Group, it's quite vast from some very traditional, very detailed, well, they're all very detailed, you know, it's just, you know, what is it stylistic? So how do you approach design? How does Landry Design Group approach design? So just in general, um, we, obviously you see from our books, we design everything from very traditional and very authentic uh, to ultra modern and eccentric. So in everything in between, it doesn't matter to us. In fact, the more, the different styles that come at us, the more excited we get, you know, um, because it's something new and challenging. Um, and and size-wise, doesn't matter either. It's, you know, 5,000 square feet to over 200,000 square feet. It doesn't matter. Um, it's really about the quality and is make sure that the clients are willing to spend the dollar per square foot that's going to give them the best possible project. Yeah. And so um so that being said you know we we've created because we do traditional work 
and we do modern work. Clients that come to us that aren't really sure what they want, we're their guys and girls because we can do it all. And we also, we're developing this new style, which we're calling the hybrid, because it's a combination of the traditional warm and cozy with the modern, clean, big glass windows, open spaces, and we're bringing them together in this hybrid way. And there's, there's, there are different ways that you can do it, um, which we're exploring at least three or four different ways that we're doing a hybrid. But it's uh, a lot different than what people are calling transitional, because when we look at transitional, all we see is, you know, people stripping off details and watering down traditional styles or taking a modern house and putting stone or some kind of material in the walls and they're calling that, you know, transitional. Uh, what we're trying to do is a little bit more than that, which is a lot more, where we're exploring um, the relationship between the two, the traditional and, I mean, excuse me, the traditional and the modern and how they actually come together. Yes. Now, this would be a good opportunity for some. Today, we're lucky enough to have a little bit of show and tell. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to start with a project I was fortunate enough to hear Richard lecture on. It's, you know, if everyone can see this, if anyone sees this, please get this book. It's a beautiful book. Um, now, this particular, there's one page I want to turn to in particular which I think is a fantastic illustration, if you could explain it, of that approach. And I thought I'd mark that. Here. There we go. So okay. on one side here, if all of you can see it, uh, mm -hmm. the ring light, but that's the house and then there is a series of sketches mm -hmm. that go from what would sure. be a french very traditional to a hybrid mm -hmm. so could you talk a little bit about the the process of that sure absolutely so this is like I was telling you, there's different ways we're exploring the hybrid design. And this is one of them where we take a traditional uh, design, French Chateau. And this one was based on uh, Hotel du Cap uh, in France and uh, the south of France. The client loved that hotel and said, I love the way this is laid out. And basically um, to break down the partie, there's a central entrance, very symmetrical plan. Um, with bookends on either end of the the uh, front facade. And what we did was we turned that very traditional house into something a little bit more modern, right? So we went from both ends, took a very traditional sketch, which you saw at the top, and then very modern elements, and we infused that into the project. But basically, if you look at it, you'll see the proportions are proper for um, a French Chateau, uh, the materials, you know, French limestone uh, is, is proper for a French chateau. We took off the roof to make it a little bit more modern uh, and also give higher ceilings, right? Because in, you know, in France, the ceilings are lower or, you know, this this case, we wanted to get big windows and, and um, lots of light into the main, uh, in the main part of the house. And um, 
you didn't show the entry, but there's a there's a double stair that well, goes to the second. Well, I can show oh. the entry. Okay, <laughs> the entry. Yeah. Yeah. So the the and with the entry, I'd love for you to talk about also the collaboration with the interior designer. Okay. Okay. So well let's see. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I was just going to say, and so, the, the client was very, very involved with the interiors. Yeah. And um, he, the, the, you see all the butterflies on the chandelier there. So the interior designer was able to create that um, chandelier. But the client was loved the, the butterfly theme, so the pipion. So the house is called pipion, and um, their butterfly uh, theme is throughout the entire house, which is really wonderful. Um, and he feels really, um, he feels very connected to the house. In fact, I just wanna mention that when we design our homes, um, we design them for our clients, okay, to live in, and it's an expression of them and who they are. So the projects that we do, the homes that we design have soul. And that comes from the collaboration of the client, the architect, the interior designer, even the builders are part of this collaboration because they put their their time, their sweat, their tears into this project. And as a collaboration, we all work together for the client's best interests. Fantastic. Yeah. So we like to have fun, a lot, lot of fun when we work on our projects. Great. So the so who's I, the butterfly was the client like that idea but there's also that space seems to have a dynamic quality since it has all the light coming in from the mm -hmm. ceiling from the skylight and then the shadows of the butterflies it might yes. it, it seems that it would be quite magical it is it is um it's quite magical and in terms of ideas just so you know that um the way we work is it doesn't matter where the idea comes from. If it's a good idea, we okay. will work with it and we run with it and we explode it and it just becomes, it just makes it because everyone's involved. And, uh, you know, um, once we had that little theme and then you could start to see it everywhere, like the party of the house, right? If you abstract it, the floor plan, it could be a butterfly, you know, if look at the elevations there's you can start to see it and you start going oh my goodness our butterflies are everywhere <laughs> it's like much you know the door handles but he just went to butterflies and um but fortunately um you know the theme is just a part of it of the uh the brilliance of that home oh, oh that's that's it. now i want to show another project that okay. completely different okay. um <laughs> that Oh, you guys were fortunate enough. So this is where mm. oh, my ring light. Uh, this is where the project goes. This is your traditional side. Very. Uh, and what I love is the authenticity and accuracy of the design. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very palatial. It's very, the proportions are stunning. The details are stunning. Mm -hmm. So does the same team of people work on something that's a hybrid as, or, in, or a traditional project? 
Yes and no. So the answer is that, you know, the core, uh, Richard and I, we're working on all the projects. We have uh, partners that have their teams and their teams are consist of, you know, associates, project managers, project coordinators, job captains, senior job captains. So one team will work on very traditional. They'll also work on modern. They'll work on a hybrid. They'll work on everything. Okay. Um, so yes, in that sense, they get to do all of it. We don't have any like groups where this is only do modern, you only do traditional, you know, that would get boring. So we like to keep it fun and, and our, our staff love it. They're like, oh, I'm working on, you know, this uh, French interior today. And now I'm working on the plans for some modern house this afternoon. And it just keeps it interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we get to, we get to, uh, we get to dabble in all different styles. And what would you say is the, the sort of thread, the through line that holds all of that together? Because there are firms who, we only do yes. X. And they're yeah. Known that. yeah, there are a lot of firms that are like that. They have their like signature look and their, their one style. So for us, uh, it's not about that at all. It's really about the client and servicing the client. We know we're gonna do our best to get, our, you know, our best effort to have the, the most beautiful designs you know our floor plan flows well you know we'll figure it all out but i think the key is the quality you know and the quality goes everywhere not just in the design of the plan or the elevations but it's in the quality of our service it's in the quality of our communication with our clients and our contractors you know it's being there for them the client the contractor interior designer we're always available to make sure we can do whatever we can to for the to better the project that's kind of how we do <laughs> great great and so i know that you i well i want to ask you a question so what has been one of the most interesting projects that you worked on wow that's there's a lot of projects i've worked on um i would say um if I'm being completely honest with you, it would be a project that I did uh, a few months ago in, uh, in Mexico. It was a volunteer project where um, my oldest daughter and I went down with a, a group of volunteers and we built a home for a Mexican family in a day. Wow. Yeah. And this home was about uh, 10 by 10 and had a little loft on the second level with a little stair to go up, three windows and a door. I mean, it was very basic, um, but, but there's an organization, uh, it's called uh, Hands of Mercy. Okay. Put together this whole group and um, there's a ministry called the Hugo Ministry down in uh, Encinita that, um, they select the person that's going to get the home and the family actually, um, they buy the land, they save up their money to buy the land and then they get selected to have a home built for them. And so a bunch of people go down from LA and we build the house, we paint the house, we put in the doors and windows, put the roof on, everything that needs to go in. And um, the fact that I got to do it with my daughter 
and friends was just and the it was it was definitely um it was definitely very heartfelt you know on so many different levels and when we handed them the keys and and saw their gratitude and it was just it was unbelievable i mean you know our clients are happy they love our homes and and listen we get compliments that you know i never could have imagined this home that you've created for me um but to see someone who doesn't have a home to work hard and to be able to be awarded this opportunity and to know that their kids can have a roof over their head that's priceless yeah yeah that sounds really really rewarding yeah yeah was. Mm -hmm. how about you i gotta ask you some questions here oh sure sure, sure. You're, what do you want to know you're, you're mr in the design well let me ask you the same question uh tell me a project that uh is very unique and memorable for you so like you said we all have many memorable projects um probably the latest one we just finished in miami was a great collaboration with an architect Wade weissman architects and it, it was florida spanish but updated so okay. it allowed for a lot of whimsy within the structure of you know a spanish colonial kind of architecture hmm. you know we got to tap into meisner their custom plaster details and you know kind of all of my projects are kind of favorites because it's like you said we work on contemporary stuff and we work on traditional stuff right. and it the ability to say oh we're doing why don't we hire this artist to do x y and z and you get them and they get excited it's really that collaborative sort of team effort but miami is probably one of the and that's one of our projects unfortunately i don't have you know i i I really want to do your the the volunteer thing you did um but it's it's always rewarding to see a client walk in and just be floored because of what you've done for them uh and worked with them to do mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> so this was a, a really special you know oddly enough this project happened at the beginning of COVID. it's it started right before the beginning of COVID. So we were going back and forth to Miami trying to get this project done. That must have been difficult. That that was a challenge. It was it was it was interesting. But you know, I, I think I get excited when I work with people who want to collaborate mm -hmm. with as you said, it doesn't matter who has a good idea. A good idea is a good idea. And it's been really, really exciting when, you know, the contractor will say, hey, well, you know, that's not the best way to do this. Why don't you do X, Y, or Z or whatever? And it's, it's great because it keeps you on your toes and it keeps you learning and growing and experiencing stuff. That's right, yeah. No egos, you keep the egos away and you'll come up with something spectacular for sure. Yeah. And I think you are also a photographer. I, I do dabble a little bit in photography. Okay. <laughs> and how would you say that influences your work? Uh, my photography has nothing to do with what we do okay. and work. Yeah. So I'll, I'll 
I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you what it is. I, I, in college, I took a lot of um, architectural photographs. And what I realized was I'm way more interested in the people than architecture, the buildings, right? Yeah. So that's why I said our buildings have soul because we got to infuse that. Otherwise, you know, walking around Rome, you see these big marble stone buildings and they're just flat. And but what what was going on? And then when they start to hear the stories about the the events and the parties and who lived there and how they lived, and then it, oh, it's starting to come alive. I get it. I get it. I love this. Yeah. You know. So um, so for me, I like um, my photography is all about the people and the theme that I love is creating uh, album covers. Oh. So I like to make you a rock star. Okay. okay. And do that in like a little photo session. It could be anywhere. I remember in, um, I was in China with a group that we were doing work for and uh, we were in the subway and I'm, we're sitting there with a, a billionaire client. And he just, he wanted to us to, uh, to experience the subway. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So we were, in, we were all in black cars, right? Going to the subway to be dropped <laughs> off. Okay. To get in the subway and then the cars are going to catch up with us at the other end. So we're down in the subway waiting for the train to show up. And I go, okay, photo op. This is a photo a, a album cover with this guy in the subway and all of his people. So I lined them all up, arranged them, posed them all. And um, I even had someone else. I didn't even know him. I just said, look, stand right here. This is the shot. Take it. I jumped in the picture. And my goodness, they loved it. They've never done anything like that. They're so <laughs> conservative, and this was so out there for them. But man, it was—it's it's such a great way to uh, break the ice and uh, and connect with people. And that's why I love doing it. Well, I you know? I would venture to say that just as you're saying your photography is about the people, mm. the work of architecture is about the people. Yeah. So in a way, they're they're kind they of are. similar. <laughs> Because they're really there to to showcase life. That's life. right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Put, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> You're next, by the way. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh. um, so I think we are just about out of time. I love to thank you for being on the show. Now, is there anything you wanted to close with? Oh, oh my goodness. Well. Listen, I want to thank you for having me again. I was a great, you know, pleasure to be on the show. Um, and um, I want to collaborate with you on some work, like oh, a yeah. real job. Let's yeah. figure this out. That We're going to have wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank well, you so much. Thank you. Uh, to Roxy for putting it together and the whole team. Yes. Yes. So thank you, everyone. Um, this will be our last episode for the before the summer. Um, please join us in the fall. And if you haven't seen last week's episode with Jennifer Connolly and Blakely, please do. Um, and that's it. Have a wonderful summer. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Designers at Home. 
Follow us on Instagram at Mark Weaver and Associates to listen to live or subscribe to this podcast. If you found this podcast valuable and insightful, share it with your friends, comment, and subscribe. We are also on YouTube at Mark Weaver and Associates. Thank you.